can call it whatever the freak you want to call it. You can call it banana pudding for all I care. It's not about what you call it. It's about what you're doing. And honestly, calling anything pro baby when it comes to GOP is laughable because they genuinely do not give a damn about these babies once they are born. Mm-hmm. We got to address the suburban women problem because it's real. Welcome to the Suburban Women Problem, a podcast from Red, Wine, and Blue. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rachel Vindman. I'm Amanda Weinstein. I'm Jasmine Clark. And this is the Suburban Women Problem. It's pretty obvious the GOP has a suburban women problem, and we're here to talk about it. It's hard to believe, but we are officially seven weeks out from the November elections, It might be an off year for the presidential and most congressional elections, but 2023 will set the stage for 2024, and it is so important to talk about it. So today we're joined by Missy McGinnis and Shelly Ray to talk about a new program called Trouble Nation. Missy has been spearheading the program for Red, Wine, and Blue, and Shelly is one of her superstar group leaders, so I can't wait to hear more about it and how it's going to help empower women to keep going this election season. But before we get to that, you guys, what have you been seeing in the news? I'll tell you what, I've seen a lot about Lauren Boebert in my newsfeed. I don't know about you guys. Um, I have seen too much of her. And I mean, like literally and figuratively. Oh my gosh. It's like, I'm a little grossed out actually. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, it's been pretty bad. I mean, but I also think that it just kind of points to the hypocrisy. I have seen so many people on the right literally twisting themselves into pretzels. Trying to make this okay while also making everything else bad. And it's like, oh, well, she's a human being and humans make mistakes. I'm like, oh, unless those humans are like anyone that doesn't agree with you, then they need to be burned at the stake. It's, it's so, it's been kind of insane, but I, it's also been a masterclass in like just, just how to, um, be as dissonant as possible cognitively. I don't know if that's healthy. Uh, I don't know if that's like a wise thing to, but I just like the calm strategy of like, deny, deny, deny. I didn't do that. That didn't happen. Oh no. There's, There's a video. Okay. I, I'm going to go book, uh, I'm going to go book the Moms for Liberty conference. That'll help it. And she literally did this guys. And also I think she got bangs. And I mean, if you have bangs, that's fine. For me personally, bangs are always a bad idea. Do not get bangs to try to get yourself out of a bad (laughs) PR incident. I think you will regret it. It's something you should put a lot more thought um, and you contemplate. Oh my gosh. My daughter asked for curtain bangs and I had to like Google what that, what that was. I think that's okay. It's like not regular bangs, but I think, yeah, I don't know that the bangs are going to get her out of um, vaping in front of a pregnant woman who asked her to stop and she wouldn't. Or like subjecting everyone around her to just like fondling her boyfriend in public. Like, I don't know that bangs can cover all of that. They just aren't long enough to cover that kind of thing. I'm going to hurt myself rolling my eyes so much. But (laughs) I, I just don't, I mean, there's so much there. Now it comes out that the guy is a Democrat. He has like a gay friendly club and he's hosted drag queen events. I mean, it just... Nothing. Wait, is- I missed all of that. Uh, what? Yes, it's true. <laughs> yes, he owns a bar in Aspen, and he has hosted um, 
you know, some drag queen events. Um, oh, and it's, it's, which tells you like cool they when don't we do care. it, but it's a problem when they do it. That's pretty much how this goes. Exactly. <laughs> well, he's a Democrat. I mean, I think it's just like, and hey, good for her. Maybe I'll rub off on her and she'll change her worldview. But I don't think she will because it's all about making money. It's not about true values. And I mean, it's it's just so disingenuous. And I feel like if you can't be yourself, what kind of life is that? If you can't just, you know, be who you are. But that, I mean, I think that's the point, though. They're not, it's not authentic. Like the feigned, I am so holy and I have these higher morals. It is not authentic. And there's a lot of stuff they claim to care about that they clearly don't when you look at their actions. And I think one of it is this like GOP rebranding oh about <laughs> pro baby and like pro woman by doing these things. Like they don't actually care about babies or women in, in Ohio. It's all about they're protecting women by denying healthcare access. And like, no, just because you say it doesn't mean you're doing it. And the truth is you don't really care about babies or women. And like, there's a lot of things that we probably should agree on, like giving people access to healthcare and childcare and maternity leave, but the truth is the GOP never supports any of that. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Did you guys see that, that piece in WAPO? It was, it was like some person from each side and they were talking about ways that we can support women who are forced to have babies. And I mean, it was like all good ideas that we should have anyway, but except without the forced birth. Right. (laughs) I think we should have those things and let people make decisions. But when I was reading this list, I mean, some of the stuff was just ridiculous. It was like, we should let people take their leave from job to job. And that way women save up their leave. I mean, just stop. If you are a young teenage mother, I'm going to just go ahead and guess that you don't have, have accrued leave any leave. From, right. Yeah, any no. leave. Yes. Um, nope. Yeah, that's like, yeah. And then, you know. So there, but also other people don't have that because we don't even have basic worker protections that allow these things. I mean, it's so like, tell me you don't understand without telling me you don't understand because it's like to come from that point from either side is just so out of touch. And also, why don't we have those things anyway? Why, Why is that not just completely basic? So it was depressing to me to read the piece because it was... Like, oh, these are very basic things that exist in other countries and we right. don't even have this. But it's just so misguided because the the basis, the foundation of it is, hey, if we're going to force people to give birth. And to me, I'm like, yeah, that's the problem. Like the problem isn't that. The problem is the forced birth. And so that's why, you, Amanda, you talked about the rebranding and I went on MSNBC and uh, talked about this with Alicia uh, Menendez. And we had this great hit, by the way. Great. Yeah, hit. Thank you. Uh, but we had this conversation and I'm just like, you can call it whatever the freak you want to call it. You can call it banana pudding for all I care. It's not <laughs> about what you call it. It's about what you're doing. And mm-hmm. honestly, calling anything pro baby when it comes to GOP is laughable because they genuinely do not give a damn about these babies once they are born. And all of their policies actually point to them not caring about whether that baby eats, whether that baby has health care, whether that baby has shelter, whether that baby, you know, 
know, goes on to a public school that is funded and has resources, whether that baby can eat when they go to school, you know, whether that baby's parents can actually make a decent living and make a decent wage. They don't care about any of that. So girl, you're firing me up. I mean, this is like, I mean, this is it. Like, don't tell me, show me, show me, show me, show me. Don't tell me what you want to do. Don't tell me what you believe in. You show me with your actions and the actions always say they do not support women, families, and children and babies. Right. And, I mean, and that's what women, like, this is what we do. Like when our kids come down and say, I clean my room. I mean, that's what I was thinking of. I'm not going to lie. That's actually what was the back of my head. We're going to mm-hmm. need to check that, right? Let's see if you actually, let's see the actions, right? When your kid says, I'm responsible enough to get a dog or a new pet or a guinea pig. Like, mm, I don't know. Let's check out the actions. I'm not just going to buy them at their word. Like I am not going to buy the GOP at the word of, oh, I support babies. I support women. Like, Hmm. Let's go see. Nope. Room's still dirty. It was Ronald Reagan who said, trust, but verify. He said it in Russian and I can't remember how to say it in Russian. So I'm not going to try, but he said that trust, but verify. And that is how I parent. And that is how I judge my politicians and pretty much anyone in my life. I mean, you really shouldn't have anyone in your life if you know you can trust what people say, but you need to verify that they're going to stand by their word and the execution and the following through is a really important thing. And I mean, that's just not what we see. And that's why it matters, the Lauren Bober to the world, their actual behavior and the way that they carry out their lives, because the way they will be in the small things when they're going to a musical, when they think no one is watching and no one cares, will be how they govern and how they represent. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, yes, trust but verify. I also think it's just important for people to realize that women are not stupid. And I really think that this rebranding is a way of saying, oh, if we just call it that, then women are stupid enough to believe it without us ever actually having to follow through. And I'm like, we're not idiots. We are not idiots. We see what you're doing and we can vote accordingly. And so you can call it, like I said, you can call it whatever you want, but uh, you know, your rebranding isn't going to work. I, you know, we can still smell the crap, even if you, even if you cover it with something pretty (laughs) like a flower. (laughs) This is not our first rodeo. Well, on that note, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll learn about how we're painting the country red, wine and blue. We are so excited to tell you about Trouble Nation, Red Wine and Blue's brand new program to help women across the country organize for change. Trouble Nation can help you connect with your local community while using the tools and strategies of Red Wine and Blue, no matter where you live. We can help you start your own local advocacy group or strengthen your existing grassroots organization. You can sign up by clicking the link in the show notes. Now, let's hear more about it firsthand from our troublemakers, Missy and Shelly. Hi, Missy and Shelly. Welcome to the pod. Hi, thank you for having us. We're thrilled to be here. 
A lot of our listeners know that Red Wine and Blue has year-round teams on the ground in five key states, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Virginia, North Carolina, and Michigan. But people ask us all the time how they can get involved if they aren't in those states, and that's where Trouble Nation comes in. Missy, can you tell us why Red, White, and Blue is starting Trouble Nation? Sure, sure. So you're absolutely right. Um, every day for for years now, Red, White, and Blue, we receive messages, emails, uh, Facebook posts asking, when are you coming to our state? Yeah, people ask me. Like all, all the time. And the fact is, is that you know, though we have staff in the five states that you mentioned, the extremism is on the rise in all 50 states. And so we are, um, you know, women across the country, they're feeling isolated, frustrated as they see the rise of extremism, and they want to know what they can do. And so this is why we've launched Trouble Nation. I'm so excited. This is thrilling. Thanks. We're so <laughs> we're thrilled. We're thrilled. And Shelly oh. is the first, the first oh. and uh, has really hit the ground running. So... Tell us about it, Shelly. What do you do? What's a day in the life of Shelly? Oh well, you know what? I, I do have to tell you that a day in the life of Shelly for the last year has been very different than what a day in the life of Shelly was before that. Fair. But um, that's largely because mm-hmm. of, I, I can't even say largely, it really is kind of all because of um, Missy and how we met her very shortly after um, just three of us in our community decided that we had had enough. We could not just not do something. And we kind of teamed up and said, well, we're going to just throw it out there. And we're going to start trying to see if there are others like us. We weren't seeing things were really um, moving in the way we wanted in our community. And we took a leap of faith, had a meeting. It was right around the time Missy had started with Red Wine and Blue. And it was just like an answer to a prayer for us. People walked into our meeting that we had invited and looked around and said, oh, wow, there's more of us out here than I thought there were. And this is going to help them find us, which is really nice because sometimes, you know, people don't want to talk to you in the grocery store and other times they do. And they noticed your shirt or your button or whatever you might have that starts a conversation. For sure. My Suburban Women Problem t-shirt definitely starts conversations, especially when I go to other places. People are always like, oh, what does your shirt say? Or what does that mean? And it's a great way to start conversations. But uh, Missy, uh, I know you started a Facebook group uh, right after Trump was elected. Uh, But then um, as it goes for a lot of people uh, after that election, it kind of lost momentum. Uh, And I know because I have had similar experiences and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have had a have had similar experiences. So curious, how will Trouble Nation help women kind of avoid these very common pitfalls that happen on their journey to, you know, getting involved? Yes. Well, that's exactly why I am passionate about this program. Um, So like so many of your listeners, probably, um, I became politically activated the very night that Trump was elected. I have been a lifelong Democrat, and but was never really very vocal until that night in 2016. And I was so angry with myself that I had not done more to ensure his defeat. And I vowed right then to, to change that. And so soon thereafter, I started a group and we had quickly, like almost overnight, um, 
100 members. And now we're up to 150. And we had a head of steam for a while. We had several meetings. We wrote thousands of postcards, thousands and thousands of postcards. We've called our elected officials. We marched in some rallies. But about six months in, the uh, engagement was waning. And it would you know, over the past six or seven years, every time an election cycle would come around, uh, we we would ramp up and be, get a little more engaged and then we would fall off. And when I started working at Red Wine and Blue a year ago, I learned so much about organizing and advocacy. And I realized that I wished I'd had the tools that I now have to make my group successful. So that it's with, well, talking to all of our so many volunteers, but also my direct experience has influenced how we've created this program. You know, there's one thing that Red, Wine and Blue does really, really well is we have so much content. And so what we've done with Trouble Nation is we've packaged a lot of this content into a very robust resources page that um, that groups can use to pick and choose the kinds of information they want to bring to their groups. Um, we have ongoing leadership and organizing and advocacy trainings that's built into this program. So to help groups learn. So it can range from sort of beginning how to go to group, how to get a group off the ground, how to hold your first meeting, mm-hmm. all the way to how to be a good member of a coalition, how to advocate for change at the school board level, mm-hmm. things like that. So offering sort of an evergreen and continually adding to these resources, I think will really help these groups be successful. I love that when you talk about the resources and just these women, like they seem like doers, like you guys are doing stuff and you're helping other women to like step into action. Like it's not just a group where you're, you know, complaining, like you're, you know, making changes and actually doing things. So when you talk about the groups, um, I think a natural place for us to go is that Trouble Nation is going, that we're going to start red, wine, and blue chapters, but that's not what we're doing. Can you explain the difference between Trouble Nation and like a chapter type model? Sure. Well, there's a lot of reasons why red, wine, and blue is not pursuing a chapter model for Trouble Nation. And I think underscoring it all is that our, the issues that are facing women across the country are diverse and not every issue is facing every community. And so we want to give groups the opportunity to pick their own path with Trouble Nation. And so, um, you know, when you think about chapters, you think it's a top-down model. We tell you what to say. We give you your marching orders and there you go. And it's actually the opposite. What Trouble Nation is, it's a collection of grassroots organizations across the country. So people are coming to us who've already started their grassroots groups, like the Medina group. Um, We also are hearing from lots of highly motivated volunteers who are like, I want to organize in my community and I want your help to get started. So we're working with all of these individually and these are different in what they're looking for. Um, And so I think that's the beauty of it is that we can help groups you know, guide them if they want the help. But if they already, you know, have the tools or if they already have their path, then then we're just going to help them grow and, you know, give them some support, some support. So I like that. I feel like you you described a lot of these other AstroTurf groups that are popping up with their talking points at every single school board meeting uh, about books that they've never read, et cetera, et cetera. What could that be? (laughs) I love that Trouble Nation is not that. Um, And so I'm just curious um, because I'm sure there are people listening that are intrigued 
um, where should they go if they want to sign up or learn more about Trouble Nation or, you know, do something in their community? This timing couldn't be better because I know this episode is going to air on Wednesday the 20th, which happens to be the exact date that Trouble Nation goes live on our website at Red Wine and Blue. So you can, anybody who's listening can visit redwine.blue slash Trouble Nation, and you will see a lot of ways that you can figure out what your path is. So you can, you'll be able to search by your city, state, or zip code and find a group near you. If you don't see a group near you yet, you are very welcome to start one. And if that intimidates you, please don't let it because we are here to support you every step of the way. Thank you so much for giving your perspective, Shelly. And Missy, thanks for joining us. Thank you for the work you do. Um, you are, I still remember meeting you because you're a remarkable person with a wonderful personal story. And I know you share that and you bring that to your work and it is so special, but thank you both for joining us today. Thank you for the work you do and just keep doing it. You can tell that it means so much to you. And that's really what makes this, this whole thing work. Uh, It's people who are truly passionate and they feel this. So thanks for joining us. And thank you. Uh, We're so excited. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Okay, well, before we go, of course, we have to share our Toast to Joy of the week. Jasmine, what is your Toast to Joy this week? Okay, I'm so excited to share my Toast to Joy because... Oh, I can see it on your face. I know, I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm ready for this part. So uh, last week, I was invited to a book club from a group in Forsyth County, Georgia called Connect the Dots. And it was on Michelle Obama's uh, second book, and the book club was amazing. And all of the women there were so attentive and like asked such thoughtful questions. And I felt like the conversation was robust and thoughtful. And uh, bonus points, uh, they listened to the pod. And so they made sure to have Cab as the wine there <laughs> because they know that I drink Cab. So cheers to Connect the Dots. Thank you so much to Aquaria for inviting me out to be a part of that event. It was amazing. I can't wait to do it again. And so I told them I was going to make them my toast to joy this week. So I hope they're listening. Um, and so they can, um, so they can know I kept my word, but yes, my toast to joy is to them. Amazing group of women. That is awesome. That sounds like, uh, so much fun. And yeah, so not Chardonnay, Fox News. I mean, although sometimes I will drink a Chardonnay if it's there, but yeah. <laughs> that's um, So my toast to joy also does involve wine, um, but we had a patio crawl in my neighborhood, which is super fun. I love going to these community events where you can sit and chat. And it's even just like in our little neighborhood and like get to know people as people and talk and discuss. And um, I love these events. I actually had a few of these events where just getting to like, I don't know. You just get to like hang out with people. And we had a couple fundraisers. We're similar. We're like, I just get to hang out with people and I get to feel good about it because I'm like, oh, and also we raise funds for this like great organization. Um, so that one, so the other fundraiser was uh, pregnant with possibilities resource center to help uh, connect women with the resources that they need when they're pregnant. Um, so uh, my toast of joy is to the times that we get to just like come together as a community And I think that is like where real work happens, even like if you're not actually trying to do something that like, that's where we get to know each other's people. And it makes it a whole lot harder to, you know, go down to 
stereotypes or name calling when you know that person. So I love the community events. So my toast to joy is to like any type of community event. All right, Rachel, what is your toast to joy? My toast to joy is to Rosh Hashanah, Jewish New Year, which we just celebrated last week. And um, thank you very much. And uh, I, when I was making dinner, my first holiday dinner in our new home, uh, I looked up and there was this beautiful rainbow. And I was reminded of uh, a quote from a, a movie that I doubt you've heard quoted that much. And that is, Snow Buddies, one of the buddies movie about the golden retriever puppies, but it's Snow Buddies, which I personally think is the best one. We recently watched it, uh, rewatched it. I mean, I could pretty much act it out, but um, I love this line from it. It is, remember, life may lead you where you least expect it, but have faith and you'll know exactly where you are meant to be. And I guess because we had just watched the movie, I, that that quote came to mind. So even though a rainbow in South Florida, uh, when it's 90 degrees outside, reminded me of a movie that's set in Alaska with sled dogs. But still, uh, it's it just it was just perfect. And so, New Year, new start. As you know, Jewish holidays always began at sundown the day before. And I also think it's you know with school starting, it's it's very symbolic. So uh, we are beginning the first full year in our home, and we're so excited and making a home here. And I think I'll take, you know, Missy and Shelly up on uh, their Trouble Nation and kind of try to start something here in Florida. Goodness knows we need it. So, um, hey, I love that. That's a, that's a <laughs> great idea. <laughs> it is. I mean, I, I, I truly, I truly am. I will keep you guys updated, but I truly am going to use this template because I've wanted to start something, but I think it's good now. It's going to be easy even for me. Well, Thank you so much for joining us again today. We will see you next week on another episode of the Suburban Women Problem. The Suburban Women Problem was created by Red, Wine, and Blue. Our producer and editor is Amy Thorstenson. Our project manager is Lindsay Quist. And our editorial assistant is Abigail Martin. For more information about upcoming events and trainings, or to learn more about Red, Wine, and Blue, Follow us on social media or at www.redwine.blue.